Welcome to Hair Uncut. I'm your host, Kelly Gorsuch. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at the hair trade from a top flight perspective. Follow along while we explore it through open and honest discussion. I'm really excited. I was I was getting into this thing last night about Amazon and I was super down. I'm like, geez, man, they're just going to come finish us off. It's like a video game. They're just coming back to finish us off. So I started, I went on this like long diatribe in my head about it. And um, I started to work through the process. And and like I do, I, I'm heated at the beginning. Anytime I hear something, I, I'm like heated. I can't think straight. Then I like walk away for a little while and I come back and I start to think about it a little more clear and break it down a little better. So I'm hoping if we talk about this and we really think about this, we can kind of assuage some of those fears. Um, and then I woke up this morning, I was ready to go. Let's get this podcast thing on. And, uh, and then I, you know, I came to my office and I'm working on, um, coffee. We're working on making our own blend of coffee to sell in the shops, but also to use in the shops. I love the idea and the concept of being able to like take care of the guests from the second they enter and create an environment that's super curated just for that upscale guest. And, um, you know, I want them to come in. I want them to feel hugged from the beginning, from the, the way the receptionist treats them to the way that the, the candles smell to the, like, they sit down the, in one of the waiting areas and then get a coffee and they just chill and they look forward to it. You know, we're not in a dentist's office. I want them to like look forward to getting, getting in the salon, getting their hair done, drinking some dope coffee, smelling the good smells, hanging out with the, with the staff. Everybody's laughing and joking and the atmosphere is dope. And that's what we're in it for. We didn't get in it to be like little sheep at like a, at like a little accounting firm or something. Not, you know, I don't know. Sorry if you're an accountant. <laughs> um, but we didn't get in it to, to it in any of it for that. And I love the idea of being able to sell them. Like we try to make all, a lot of this stuff ourselves. Like we make our own candles. Um, that way, like if I sell a candle, I basically pay for two or three more candles that we burn, right? And we're burning one a day. Um, so if you sell one or two a week, right, it pays for the week worth of use of, uh, candles. So I'm a big fan of that. I don't need it to actually pay for it, but we used to buy these $33 candles every day. And, um, and it just was like, it's just a lot of money at the end of the year, right? The amplification of that is insane. So we're trying to, trying to look for little ways where, you know, we can do something that's curated and, and super nice and unique, but at the same time we can help, uh, gnash out the pricing and the cost of it. Right. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do with all of that. And the coffee thing is just kind of fun. It's kind of fun to make your own labels and design and like have your own, your own brand of coffee. And, and that, that's the stuff I live for. I love the little projects and the fun times it is with creating, just being able to create that stuff is what I'm into it for. And then I just love the way that feels for the guest and, and the salon. It makes me feel like just I just feel good to have it, right? Because there's nothing worse than that day where you had to just go pick out some like random coffee at the nearest shop and it wasn't very good and you're actually serving it to people and it doesn't feel good. The staff is drinking and they don't like it as much as the normal stuff, you know, and so on and so forth and just kind of ruins the vibe. Um, and I'm all about that vibe. So that's what I'm that's what I'm in it for these days. And I just like the idea of of 
that whole concept. Um, and then getting back to this Amazon thing, I, I was like, you know, I'm trying to go go through the emotions of like, Amazon's like a logistics company, right? It's a logistics company and they're getting into hairdressing. They're opening a salon in the UK, um, if you didn't know that. And and that's scary, right? You hear like, if I'm a salon owner, I'm like, oh man, here they come. They're coming to take it all from us. They've already got, they already stole the whole product sale game. They've got it from us. The product companies went along with it after a while. They didn't have any choice. Now, like all of the product lines are basically just everybody wants their foot in the door with those sales, right? And I get it. And, you know, like eventually, like that's the, the companies that we're going to be with are the ones that don't go down this road. We're, we're going to go with the companies who are just happy being in the upscale in a market that like um, cares about the guests and the guest cares about the mar- the salon industry. And like those are the ones that in the product industry and those are the ones that we're going to stay with eventually. And it's going to be the like little boutique brands, I think. Um, I don't, I just don't know, but I, th- I feel like that's the way it, I mean, every single company goes this way, right? Like every single product company goes down this path anyway. Um, but Amazon is this like logistics company overall, right? And it's their job to like try to figure out how to get this stuff to you as quickly as possible and take a little piece of everything sold online every day, right? That's their whole point. Now they're starting to get into this brick and mortar game with data collection and and all of that. And what they're trying to do is suss out how the the guest thinks when they're in a brick and mortar and how they're making their purchase decisions. So first of all, we have to like understand what they are as a company. That's like super important. So, you know, that starts to go, okay, cool. Like that's what they are. I don't have to be too afraid because, you know, what I know about our industry is it's it's not scalable at the mid the it's not scalable at the top for sure and it's definitely not even scalable i think at like the top mid scale that's just not it's just really hard to scale people right you have to train them you have to put in a lot of effort there aren't a lot of great hairdressers out there there there's just not a lot to get to that level of hairdressing right so really hard for amazon to just do a bunch of these Unless they just re- they just want to stay for the product sales at the lower end shops, right? Like if you're talking about like a fifteen dollar uh, or ten dollar haircut, maybe even twenty dollar haircut, you're talking about most of your your money a year is probably going to come off of product sales. Like you're going to make some with service, but mostly the service dollars become paying keeping the the lights on, right? And the and then the product sales become your profit. So maybe that's the game for them. I don't know, but it shouldn't really become a problem for the upscale just because it's almost impossible. I mean, if you've ever if you ever manage a single person in this industry, you know they're not sheep. They're the misfits of like everyone you went to school with right? Like they're not the people that want to be told what to do and that sort of thing. And they can't, they have to be treated uniquely. They can't be treated broadly with policies. Um, it just doesn't work. It doesn't fly in our industry. So just understanding that is going to be really difficult for them to scale. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too afraid of Amazon entering our market. Um, in fact, I thought about it for a couple of seconds and I was like, you're not going to learn anything from them. They're not going to be able to teach you anything about scaling a salon or they're not going to come into the industry and like reshape it. It's not possible, but what they are going to reshape is the retail area, right? They're going to change that whole game. They're going to collect data. They're going to do stuff that like is going to be mind boggling. Um, so it's going to be worth the watch. Like one of the things, um, it's early. One of the things that I've heard that they were going to do is you go in and you basically point at a product or wave at a product. I don't know what you got to do. Drool on a product, something, 
you're gonna do something and then it's gonna play a video about the product on the nearest iPad, right? And then to me, that's like, oh yeah, that sounds super cool. But the problem we know being from our industry is the products are nuanced, people are nuanced, right? Their textures are nuanced. You, ha- you need like some sort of expertise in order to recommend a good product to somebody, right? Like take curly hair, for example. Um, you know, you can't just have curly hair and go, yeah, I want a curly hair product because we know that the curly hair products, some are heavy, some are light, some are meant to weigh curls down, some are meant to pop some up, right? Some need to be mixed, you know, and this is all expertise that you're only going to have from from a like true professional. You're not going to get it from the low scale. You're not going to get it to, from the bottom mid scale. You're only going to get it from those like top mids to to upper tiered hairdressers. They're the only ones that are going to have that kind of experience level to be able to like suggest and sell to a point where you can expect them to come back and sell and buy those products again. Most people, even at the bottom and the mid. You know, they can get right sometimes, don't get me wrong. But most of the time, it's kind of guesswork. They just want to sell products. Most of the time, it's just like you're just getting people in and out. Like it doesn't, you don't really care about like the relationship or trying to keep them long term. Maybe you do, maybe you do, but you're probably not going to, if you did at the low scale, you're probably not going to be there long. You'll probably be at mid scale before you know it. Um, You know, and I, like I don't like to talk in anomalies. There's always going to be anomalies out there. Um, I like to make, and, and anytime you like talk about the industry, you have to generalize. Um, it's just not, it's not possible to work on the anomalies because there's just the sheer numbers of this game. Everything can have an anomaly. So just being honest about that. And then um, I really think you should watch how they do this, right? Because I think that you're going to, they're going to do interesting things. Like when they sell, um, they're probably just going to ship it, right? I think I might even have read that. They're just, they're just planning on most people just getting it shipped to their house if you don't want to walk out with it. Um, and then the other thing is like, I like that is like for us, man, that's maybe something we could learn something from, right? You can take that, you can take that back to the salon and go, okay, cool. Like I'm going to have product here. So if you want to walk out with it, you can, but I'm going to ask you, Hey, do you want this shipped to your house? Well, they might want that instead of walking around your dope neighborhood and eating lunch and stuff and walking around with like a hairdressing bag. Like I get that. I get that. Um, they don't want to throw it in their 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 handbag for the, and then walk around for the next three hours with all this heavy shampoo and conditioner in it, right? Like I get that. So talk to them about shipping that to their house. I think that would be like a pretty a pretty good way to um you know a pretty good service for the guest right off the bat. And then maybe uh, maybe that opens up something like a subscription thing. Like we okay, I see you I see you buying this thing every two to three months. Maybe I should talk to you about like, hey, how about we just we just ship this to you? Once you have this shipping process in the salon, then subscription becomes easier. Um, so there's a couple of ways. I think there's a lot to learn. So I think we should watch them closely. I definitely don't think we should be afraid of it. But I think we should watch them closely and see if there's anything that they do that we can learn from. Because no one's going to put more money into that research than they are. I'm looking forward to actually watching what they do. Um, I, I'm not at all worried um, just yet, unless something like twists. I am generally worried about the whole shift of the industry. It was just like so crazy um, with products. But I, I don't really value the product sales all of that much. You know, one thing for me, I, I feel I've always felt that it's far easier to like make an extra couple hundred thousand dollars this year um, with service sales as opposed to like, gaining any like huge percent in product sales year after year. It's far easier to train hairdressers and put them on the floor 
than it is to figure out ways to like, uh, you know, get squeeze more money out of hair products. Uh, you know, you might sell a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars at the end of the year, and yeah, that's a big chunk of change. But like, what's an extra quarter million does more than that, right? Like in, in revenue. So I think that you know, it just depends on how you talk. For me. It takes too much time and effort to get better at product sales. If you value it, I understand. I totally understand how much money there can be for um, the salon owner in that game. I'm just going to um, just be honest with you and full disclosure that like I don't really put a lot of effort in that. I'd rather concentrate on the people in the salon. So I hope that helps and I hope that like as always, like I want these discussions, like I don't ever want you to like, just go, Oh, this guy's trying to talk like he knows what he's talking about. And like, no, it's all like a process. And my, my thoughts on these processes change every single time I talk about them. Right. You know, I might have new information next time. I might think about it in a different way. Right. Like I'm going to be evolving as well. And I never want you to think that there's some person out there that has this like and they're the one with the, all the expertise and then like, you know, they're the life coach that knows everything. That's just not true. And I don't ever want you to, to talk about it like that. I want you to be more open to discussion and like letting the discussion kind of jar things loose and start to go, oh, there's something to be taken from that. There's something inspiring in that that will allow me to change my process. And even if it's a small thing. I'm a big fan of doing that. Small little small incremental changes that that change the whole feeling overall long term. Uh, I enjoyed ch- chatting with you guys about this and it was a pleasure thinking out loud about it. And uh, if you have any other thoughts on it, drop by, hit me up, let me know. Guys, thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the time to care about the industry. It, it matters more now than it ever has before. Please review this podcast if you're so inclined. And if you like the content and the information that we shared today, please take it, make it your own, distill it, skill up, and whatever you do, please take the time to pass it on to the next generation.